listeners, and welcome to this week's much-delayed episode of Tokyo Confidential. Greetings from sunny Yokohama, where we will be recording after an extended move. This week, we look at Japan's Queen Day, the date when the English rockers first landed in Japan, back in 1975. There are a few foreign bands that whip Japan's famously stoic audiences into a frenzy, the way that English rockers Queen traditionally have. Every April 17th is Queen Day there, with a slate of events to celebrate the day that the band first arrived in the country in 1975. While the global pandemic has changed the celebration of Queen Day over the last two years, it hasn't blunted the intensity of of Japanese fans' love of the band. On April 17, 1975, Japan Airlines Flight 061 from Honolulu touched down at Tokyo's Haneda International Airport. In the airport, 3,000 fans had packed the arrivals lounge to catch a glimpse of rising superstars Queen. Quote, April 17th was really the day when the close relationship between Queen and Japan began, end quote, writes music journalist and Queen Day organizer Takayuki Ishizumi in an email. The semi-official Japan Anniversary Association now recognizes Queen Day and its festivities have grown over the years, with the largest fittingly held at Haneda's Skyhall event space. The first major event at the airport in 2015 sold out and featured panel discussions with Japanese personnel from the band's decade of tours in the country, as well as music journalists and Queen tribute acts. Ishizumi, who has also authored a book on the band, worked with its Japanese label and publisher to organize the celebration at Haneda. Quote, there were events in Japan where Queen fans could gather on Freddie Mercury's birthday, September 5th, and his death day, November 24th, but both are in summer and autumn, Ishizumi explains. The need for a more formal springtime event is just another signal of the depth of the band's impact in Japan. Quote, Queen Day is an important occasion for Japanese fans to reaffirm the bond between Queen and Japan, end quote, writes fan Yoko Doi of Tokyo in an email. In 2019, Doi, along with 300 others, marked Queen Day with an outdoor screening of the 2018 film Bohemian Rhapsody, featuring band cosplay and plenty of champagne. In 2020, Queen Day was marked with simultaneous online viewing parties of Queen concerts, as well as Bohemian Rhapsody, kicked off with a shared toast. Though disappointed at the cancellation of in-person events, Doi spoke highly of the events held online, which were coordinated through a series of hashtags and message boards, including on the band's official website. Quote, it was good to be able to celebrate with everyone and connect with other fans, even online, end quote, says Doey. Even as Queen was still making inroads in its home country of England, especially among critics, the four-piece had developed a devoted following in Japan by the time the band's first world tour kicked off in 1974. One music journalist attributes the band's early success in the country largely to two groups, young female fans enraptured by Queen's early androgynous glam rock aesthetic, and foreign music aficionados impressed by the band's technical chops. Ishizumi agrees. Quote, In 1975, 90% of the band's Japanese fanbase was teenage girls, end quote, drawn to the members' good looks and uncommon, for rock musicians, intellect. Guitarist Brian May, for example, was studying astrophysics before the band hit it big, and returned to it to earn his PhD in 2008. Quote, Musicality was also a big factor, says Ishizumi. He also notes that the band's popularity has surged there, queen booms, he calls them, at various times over the decades. 
The effect of the band on Japanese audiences was unmistakable. Performing to a sold-out crowd at the famed Budokan Arena on April 19, 1975, frontman Freddie Mercury was obliged, mid-performance, to ask the raucous fans for calm. It was, and remains an unusual occurrence in a country where audiences are known to sit quietly during rock concerts. But the love affair was not one-sided. The band, and Mercury in particular, were similarly captivated. Quote, All of the band fell in love with Japan, end quote, says Greg Brooks, Queen's official archivist, in an exclusive interview for this piece. Quote, I've heard all four band members waxing lyrical about Japan, about its people and culture, end quote. Brooks, who was in Tokyo in January 2020 to open a Queen exhibition and for the release of the Japanese translation of his book on Mercury, notes that all four members even vacationed there when not on tour. Former Mercury assistant Peter Freestone told Leslie Ann Jones for her biography of the late singer that, quote, things Japanese were an all-consuming passion for Mercury, whereas everywhere else he stayed in the world was merely a bed for the night, end quote. To that end, Mercury filled his London home with artifacts purchased during his frequent, expensive visits to the country. Quote, Freddie in particular was in awe of it, says Brooks. So famous was his fondness for Japanese ceramics that one museum in far-flung Tochigi Prefecture visited by Mercury with his partner Jim Hutton in 1986, remains something of a pilgrimage for Queen fans. Today, the band now tours as Queen plus Adam Lambert and wrapped up a four-date, sold-out tour of Japan in January 2020, just before the global pandemic. Quote, they love these guys, end quote, says Brooks. There is a love for this band here like you'd expect if it was family visiting. The 45th anniversary in 2020 marked a special outpouring of this love, including a dedicated exhibition that was scheduled to travel to three cities and featured the largest collection of authentic tour costumes ever put on display, as well as props, original handwritten lyrics to a dozen songs, photographs, and other mementos from the band's decade of tours in Japan. Among the more eclectic items on display is the sword gifted by Freddie Mercury to the band's longtime Japanese bodyguard, Hisao Itami, who also made appearances at the exhibit to the delight of fans who had lined up three deep to enter the exhibit during its initial run. Among the glittering buildings in Tokyo's Ginza district, in Sony Ginza Park, a multi-story indoor-outdoor park-slash-art gallery, Sony Japan also offered Queen in the Park, a free, interactive art installation that ran through March 2020. In front, fans posed with a silver and neon statue of Freddie Mercury in his iconic pose, Visitors then descended a musical staircase equipped with laser triggers to play the famous stomp stomp clap beat from We Will Rock You. Time the steps correctly, and a light and audio show would activate, playing the song's opening vocals. 47 years have passed since Queen first set foot in Japan, but time, and even the global pandemic, have not impacted the mutual affinity between band and country. That does it for this week's episode of Tokyo Confidential. Special thanks to Greg Brooks of Queen for sitting down with us, as well as to Atlas Obscura, who published an earlier article on which today's podcast is based. Stay tuned next week when we discuss Shimi, the Okinawan Festival of the Dead. Until then, stay safe and keep curious. (laughs) 